0: Welcome to Meet Your New New York City Council. I'm Jim Carney, Professor of Journalism and Media Studies at Lehman College. This is a series of interviews designed to introduce the people of the Bronx to their returning and incoming New York City Council members. This series is produced by the Journalism and Media Studies Department at Lehman College, City University of New York, in conjunction with City Limits. It includes a series of interviews Done by journalism students with the council members themselves.
1: My name is Anderson Piguero, and today I am joined by District 10's very own councilwoman, Carmen de la Rosa. Carmen, thank you so much for joining me.
2: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: How important is it for you to represent this area as a Dominican woman?
2: Well, as a Dominican woman, you know I I was born in the Dominican Republic, and like many Dominicans who settled here in Washington Heights, we made this community our home because there was familiarity here. Whether it's the culture that was preserved, or the small businesses that we could visit, the language that was language that we understood, right? Mm-hmm. The culture was preserved. So when I immigrated here with my family in the '80s, there was already a community that was here to welcome us. Yes, I think that as the first Dominican. Woman to be elected to city council for this district. um, It's important to preserve that culture, to Mm -hmm. have that um, understanding that as a Latina, but also as a Dominican woman, we deserve to have that representation in the city council. There's um, more than one million. Dominicans that live in New York City, that call New York City their home, about one in every eight New Yorkers. And so to see ourselves reflected in government, not only our values, but also our culture, I think is important for the generations to come. And I also consider myself to be a bridge, a bridge between the generation that first came here to work, and sacrifice so that we could be young professionals and live out our dreams. And so I like to say I'm our ancestors, you know, while this dream come true um, in that we are now occupying positions of power to uplift their voices. So it means the world to me. I love the Dominican Republic. I was born there. I go back almost every year. I still have family there. And representing this specific community, Washington Heights, that has been a cradle community Mm -hmm. for this this culture is is so important.
1: I agree. Just having someone who looks like me, talks like me, is important to represent in our government, especially in this area. And being raised by Dominican women is to see it. I'd love to see someone who talks like me, looks like me, representing me and my community. And I'm excited yeah. to see the things that you're When wanting. I
2: knock on doors and talk to voters, you know, it's always the person that reminds you of your aunt or your mm-hmm. grandmother or your mother that opens the door and says, you remind me of my daughter. You know, you remind me of my nieces. Um, And that's such a wonderful feeling.
1: And that leads me to my next question. And since you're an immigrant, with new laws making it possible for green card immigrants to be able to vote in city elections, how big do you think that is for the immigrant community?
2: Well, it's gonna have a huge impact in our community. First of all, I'm happy to report that. Washington Heights, Inwood, Uptown Manhattan has had some of the highest civic engagement numbers, not only in filling out the census, the U.S. census this past year, but also in turnout. When we look at what our communities are doing compared to communities that traditionally turn out the vote, our people are energized and are going to the polls. Um, we, We can always do better we have to do more. And the way that we do more is to encourage everyone, everyone who makes a home for themselves in New York City, to go out to the polls, to understand that their contributions not only to their communities or their workplaces matter, but also that their voices matter. Voting is about empowering people's voices. Um, And I think that this bill is going to allow a large number of people that have actually felt excluded from government to not only have a voice in government, but to also be able to say, My voice is gonna count when I deposit that vote for my representatives, right? If they work, pay taxes and live here, they should have the ability to pick who represents them in the city council, as the mayor, as the public advocate, the comptroller. These are all positions that make decisions that impact their lives on a daily basis. And I also think it's gonna empower the elected officials or the people who wanna run for office Mm -hmm. to actually do a better job at going to communities and talking to everyone, not just the people that they assume can influence
1: change. I agree. It's very important for the people who live in the community and help the community thrive, have a say in who gets elected and who who has a voice. And that's really important for the, the not only for them, but just for the community in general.
2: Absolutely.
1: And unfortunately, the housing crisis in this district has been an issue for years now with many long-term tenants being pushed out of their apartments. How do you plan on addressing and tackling this?
2: That's a huge issue in, in this district in my community. You know, the, the gentrification and displacement, I would say, started um, in our city over a decade ago. But there were communities like ours that were able to stay um, intact, despite the best efforts of slumlords, really, to chase us out, displace us, evict us, you know, make sure that they were as negligent as possible so that we could leave and be pushed out. Um, Our community has been able to stay intact, but one of the things that we see is that New York City continues to be a city that continues to raise rents, that continues to empower the voices and and to give opportunities to those who are not marginalized. Mm -hmm. So, People who are low income, who maybe English is not their first language, who are working class people don't often have the opportunities to even increase their income. Right. They're stuck um, and working in in minimum wage jobs that don't Mm -hmm. allow them to have that social mobility so that all of that contributes to displacement and gentrification you know there's also been um negligence on the part of many landlords I, in my district just in the last week i've dealt with three fires those mm. fires are not coincidences right they are direct results of negligent landlords who feel that they don't have to fix our apartments or give us dignified housing
1: i
0: agree
2: um so there has been a movement that is a movement that i respect that i have Worked with to not only strengthen the voice of tenants by changing state laws as an assembly member that mm-hmm. empowers tenants so that they can stay in their apartments and so that they can continue to um, have a voice in the court system, but also here in the city, you know, we have to understand that this last administration, the Blasio administration, ushered in rezonings that completely changed the face of some of our communities and will continue to change the face of our communities because the affordability level wasn't catering the people who already lived here who maybe need a more decent apartment, but rather those who could come in and take over newer, you know, more affluent parts of neighborhoods. And I think that this has been a disservice to our community in the sense that it has exacerbated predatory lending, has exacerbated um, predatory practices and, uh, and displacement for many people. You know, now people are being bought out at a rate that is no longer um, sustainable. People are taking $20,000, 25000 to vacate rent-stabilized apartments where they're not going to find that quality anywhere else. right? They're not going to find a three-bedroom that they can afford, that they can raise families in. And these are people that have been in our community for decades. So what we could do is, one, make sure that rezonings are not the only tools for investments in communities. We can't ignore communities and make them be blighted until we decide that the real estate interests and that rezonings dictate when a community is valuable in order to pump resources in. So that's number one. I'm going to be going to the city council, as you know, in January. And I think we're Mm going to be talking a lot about equity, budget equity. um, And that talks about how we invest into our communities. Every community school, for example, has the right to have smart boards, Mm -hmm. a playground, you know, HVAC system so that there's heating and cooling in a school, I a agree. stage, an auditorium as a basis level. And there's no more of this. Well, you let me develop a tower in your community and all your schools can have that. We need to create a baseline exactly. of, the, of the needs of what our communities need
1: exactly. and then
2: work from there. If there's going to be added investment, if a developer wants to come in and invest in our communities, we have to flip the script on how this process happens. It has to be community driven planning. We decide what we need And then we decide who comes in and invests in what we need, not the city dictating um, that process for us. So I'm looking forward to getting sworn in in January and starting to work with my colleagues. We've been doing a lot of trainings Mm -hmm. around the land use process and powers, how we can co-govern. I believe in the co-governance model, how we can um, make sure that the voices of the people are actually within these processes. And so I'm hopeful. I feel like this is a new class that's coming into city council. We've seen what the last administration has done to deal with housing. And we know it hasn't worked because we know that the homeless crisis is still booming. And we know that the evictions um, that are happening in our community will continue to happen if not for COVID and the closures of courts. Mm-hmm. So we have to prepare to not go back to the status quo, but to um, usher in a, a new moment of transformative government for our city.
1: Well, Carmen, I'm looking forward to seeing the work that you do for the community. And I, I, I can't wait to see what you have in store for us. Uh, I
2: wish Thank you the you. best Thank of luck.
0: You've been listening to Meet Your New New York City Council, a special production of the Lehman College Journalism and Media Studies Department in conjunction with City Limits. This program was written and reported by journalism students of Lehman College. Special production assistance was provided by City Limits Online and Spanish-language editor and reporter Daniel Parra. Engineering assistance was provided by the Bronx Journal engineer Yves Su. Special thanks to Professor Thomas O'Hanlon, Chair of the Lehman Journalism Department, and Dr. James Mann, Dean of the Lehman College School of Arts and Humanities. This program was produced and edited by me. I'm Jim Carney. For more information about the Journalism and Media Studies program, contact us at jms at Until next time, thanks for listening.